When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh yeah, Steeler fans, hopefully in just over a week we'll be hearing plenty of picket to pickens. That's what we're all looking forward to, but this week it's the calm before the storm. And joining me on the Steelers Preview Podcast, the Triumphant Trio, Brian Davis. What's up, Brian? Hey, you know what? You know I'm excited, but calm before the storm. I think it's actually been a steady rain <laughs> of Steeler stuff. It's true. No, you're very accurate. Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? It's a different type of storm. It's uh I don't know. It's it's maybe it's hail because it's not it's not snow, it's not rain, because we're dealing with fast fast and furious stuff coming at us between 53 man roster and practice squad and this and that. It's just a, a different time. I'm ready to get in the routine of a regular Steelers week. Give me, give me Tomlin Tuesday. Give me injury reports. Give me those things. This is, this is a whole different thing, but it, it's still a good time it, um, to be a part of Steelers nation. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because for my let's ride podcast tomorrow, Friday morning, I have a really great guest on. I encourage you to listen. Dave actually jumped into the studio after we recorded today. And this individual said, it's not a normal week until Tomlin Tuesday. And I was like, that's right. That's yep. this week at Tomlin Tuesday. They'll be back in the facility. Normal. Everything will be back to normal and it'll fly by. So I've been telling everyone just enjoy the heck out of every step of this because it's going to be done before you know it. And we love the Steelers and we love watching them play. So let's enjoy it. And speaking of the Steelers, like everyone mentioned, there's a lot of news going on. And so I thought, why don't we tackle all the news together and do it in a way that is asking one question, yet we can still address all the minutia around it. And that is, is the roster now better than it was a week ago? So when you're talking about that, you're talking about, well, trimming the roster down to 53. You talk about some players that are were on the team, now aren't. You're talking about players that were added post uh, roster cutdowns, Brian. I'm just going to ask you that question. Is it better than last week? Yes. In what way, in particular? Emphatically. You know what? Everything is better, and I can tell you that the practice squad is actually more exciting because guys that the that we were crying for, especially you know, I'm I'm going to bring up Betts and Wilbar. Those guys are are draft Knicks and they go crazy for it. And they, they were, they were shouting about certain guys. Dave Schofield was shouting about Joey Fisher and um, which, uh, which got me really excited because flashback to the uh, flashback to 1993, 30 years ago, when that's all we were talking about was Joey Fisher, but that was Amy Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco. But um, And some Steeler, some Steeler fans still wear Joey Buttafuoco pants. So, um, <laughs> that's Dave, what the Steelers are three in the preseason. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but you know, we're excited about these guys, and now Simi Fahoko comes in, and you know, that's great. But when you add a guy like Desmond King, when I saw that, I was like, I know who Desmond King is. I've been, I wanted them to draft him when he was coming out of Iowa. I thought he was going to be good. I, there's, you know, people turned me on to him. But then, you know, he was pretty good. He was a good kick returner. I know that's that's not what they're looking for, but he's burnt the Steelers before. But he's had he he's had interceptions. He's adds on to what is pretty good, a pretty good defensive backfield. So keep bringing guys in. Omar Khan doesn't stop. So yes, this roster is better when you cut a guy and you bring him back to the practice squad. A guy that you're like, wow, Braden Fahoko got cut. There was hope that they were going to keep eight defensive linemen. He gets cut, but they bring him back into the fold, which you know you're going to see him. 
you'll you'll we'll end up seeing him somewhere because somebody gets banged up, you know. Uh, but with all that being said, yeah, it's it's got to be better. So you brought up something I want to ask you all, Dave. I'm going to give you a chance to answer the the overarching question, but I want to ask you all a question that Brian kind of touched on. Is the practice squad important to you? Uh, I know Dave, you have connections with Joey Fisher. That's obviously going to so be. So do you. What I do. Well, he went to he went, we went to the same college. Like I don't know the guy. <laughs> I wouldn't know if I tripped over him in public. Uh, other than he's probably a very large individual. Um, but Dave, is the practice squad important to you? It's more important now that they have the elevation rules. That's true. That's a good point. So the to me, what the practice squad gives you is a chance to. You know, let's say now, what, what are the Steelers keeping now? Six cornerbacks? And some people are like, oh, they're kind of thin at tight end if Connor Hayward's not really one. You know what? You've got one on the practice squad. I wouldn't be shocked if one of the three remaining spots ends up being another tight end because there are certain positions you can kind of skimp on and leave the 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 rest of them in case of emergency on the practice squad, knowing that you can pull them up easier than before. I think both linebacker positions fall under this category. They're only going with eight, eight, four at each. They've done as many as five at each. They only got four at each. So you you really need those fifth guys on that depth chart on the practice squad just in case. So to me, it is important more than it was in the past. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I was trying to figure this out and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. What is this? You know, the, the practice squad signing the players, the Steelers haven't even finished yet. They only have 13 players signed yep. as of this being recorded where there's a 16 player practice squad. It's like, man, this feeling, this vibe that comes from the fan base. Like I've, I've felt this before. There's another event that happens where fans are very much like this. And I finally figured it out. It is when, the undrafted free agents are signed after the draft. Yeah. All these people are like, I like Brian said, I wanted to draft that guy and they got him anyways. This is fantastic. <laughs> How often does an undrafted rookie make the team? Sure. There's a Jalen Warren, but then there's a whole class that doesn't even come close to spelling the 53 man roster. I kind of feel the same way about the practice squad. If you have, if you're having to dip to the practice squad, that means something has gone wrong on the 53 man roster. Either someone sucks that you didn't think was going to suck, or there's injuries that are promoting these players up. And then your elevation rules, absolutely, Dave, you're spot on. They do make a, a big difference here. Brian, I'll let you answer the question. I think I know the answer, but you, you definitely seem to like the practice squad and find it to be very important. Yeah, I, I really do because we see those guys. We've seen a lot of those guys before. I mean, we also saw we saw a guy back in 2016 that came to the practice squad late. Excuse me, 2015 came late in Fitz Toussaint, and next thing you know, he is he and Jordan Todman are Fumbling playing away the playoffs. Uh, yeah, or <laughs> basically starting in the playoffs because I mean, you know that that's 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 huge because those guys sometimes. Uh, you know, they come through, they're needed. Was, wasn't, uh, oh my gosh, what wasn't, uh, 57? Why am I forgetting Fox? the guy, Montrevious Adams? Why am I forgetting Montrevious Adams? He was a, he was a practice, was a squad, practice player squad player on, on the Saints. That's where they, that they poached him off of another practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. So practice squad guys, you know, when they get their opportunity, they make their mark, and you know, why wouldn't a Braden Fajoko get an opportunity? He probably will. They just had so many guys at that position. Carl Dunbar said it. A good guy, a good player is going to get cut, and it's going to be a shame. They, so they have – when you have guys on the practice squad that you're not afraid to bring up, and if you have to spot start them, you can. It's not like one of these guys, if they come up, 
it's it's not like it's not like you feel that they don't have the potential because the practice squad really changed in 2020. Yes. COVID completely revolutionized the NFL practice squad because now you you're able to put guys on the practice squad that have more pro experience. Simi Fajoko played a lot of games. Did the Steelers end up bringing in a defensive back from yes. Dallas as well who mm-hmm. played Anthony, a lot of games? Anthony Brown, I think. Anthony, that's but that Anthony was Brown. Anthony Brown was the first one. Why am I suddenly completely spazzing out on the other defensive back that they added today, even though I talked about him on the Breaking News podcast? Um, he was, I think, with the Eagles? Maybe? No, why? Mm-hmm. Give me a... Give me 15 seconds, and I'll tell you. Because uh, okay. it was, oh, um, Josiah Scott. But Jos- the, Josiah Scott was the other one they had today. The bottom Who has line playing experience. Whole, yeah. The bottom line of the whole thing. That's it, Dave. Playing yeah. experience. And that goes a long way. So, uh, you, you know, somebody mentioned uh, practice squads, you know, are greater than XFL or USFL. Yeah. You know, because you bring those guys mm-hmm. in, they're getting opportunities. And what happens? They're practicing with the team. They are getting reps. They so they're not. It's not like you're bringing a guy in cold. They they're practicing. So and this is where Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice. Well, it's a big deal for these guys. Yeah, Dave. What do you want to say? Yeah, Brian brought up 2015. I thought he was going 2014 because 2014 is when the the Steelers decided with their practice squad. Ah. Oh, that guy was on the opposite side of the field, was standing so much taller than everyone else that Tomlin noticed. What are they trying to put him at defensive line? We'll put him on the offensive line. And who spent a year on the practice squad? That was one Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for the NFL practice squad, that that he was not going to end up probably as an offensive lineman and therefore probably not in the NFL. Yeah, I mean there are projects. I'm not I'm not trying to poo-poo yeah. the entire practice squad. Obviously, there's some great yes. stories that come from there. But at the same time, I mean. The, there are they are few and far between. We'll put yeah. it down. And most of and, the time, it, it, these players never pan out. Yeah, Brian brought up the how twenty twenty changed everything. It changed one part and it expedited the other because in the in the new CBA they were they were expanding the practice squad and they were putting it in stages. But with but with the twenty twenty year, they went ahead and zipped it all the way up to sixteen. It was it was going to be expanding, I think, every other year for, for several years. And once they did it, they just kept it. But that whole thing of putting the veteran players where you could have up to six players that had un, unlimited accrued seasons, that changed everything because the rules before where you couldn't even have uh, – you could have like one accrued season. There was a special thing where you could have spent a third year on the practice squad and you really couldn't have guys that actually played NFL games on the practice squad. But now you can. The the rules that did change in that year absolutely have benefited a lot of people, the teams, yeah. organizations, and especially those veteran players that are just looking to stay on a roster in some way, shape, or form, or within an organization collecting a paycheck. So absolutely agree with you there. Dave, I'll give you an opportunity to answer the question that is the title of the podcast, which is, is the Steelers roster better than a week ago? What do you think? All right. I've, I've been trying to figure out how to answer this. I'm like, I've got to find a really good Dave answer for this. Cause so, uh, but so I think I've manufactured one. You ready? Here's your Dave answer. Yes and no. <laughs> All right, that, is, isn't is. that classic? It okay. To me, it's yes because obviously, any time where you're trimming off the the bottom, it makes things better. Prime example. Um, I, I know. I mean, I got to know Jeff first through church softball. So yeah, we we were doing a, adult softball. There would be a team that would have a bunch of players of all kinds of, of, of abilities. Well, then the next year they decided to split off and do two teams, a better team and a worse team. By, by losing those guys that were that were not really up to the others, that better that, that whole team ended up being great. You could have a really great team when you could say, here's where your best ones are, here's the next ones. So just by going down to 53 players, they're going to be better than what we saw a week ago Thursday in the preseason. So so that's the yes. The one place where I say no is I look across the board and I'm like, I think they have gotten better at corner by adding another piece. And I think that is going to outweigh the other thing. Can we say right now that the Steelers' offensive line 
is better today with those two trades? I don't think we can say it's better today. I think who they kept was close to the level of those two guys, but just don't have the experience. And through the experience of even just being in and out every day with the with the Steelers, will eventually surpass what they what the others would have been. But based on the experience of the other two players that they got rid of, it's hard to say that the two players, and, and that's even assuming that they would have made it over top of these other two players. But uh, it was the wise decision, and it is definitely the better decision in the long run. But from one week to the next, that was one that's like, well, is it? Are, are any of the other other guys that they kept over, you know, when they traded Kevin Dotson, better and than a player that played every snap last year? Granted, comp- very inconsistent. It'd be really hard to call that right now, but I do think it was the wise move for the Steelers because Kevin Dotson wasn't going to be a, a, a actual contributor outside of injury. Yeah, sometimes like you bring up the offensive line. That's where I tend to think maybe they did with the depth take a step backwards. But then I also believe in addition by subtraction. Yeah. And Kendrick Green. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I've said enough about this guy in the last three weeks to three to four weeks. Kevin Dotson, you brought up the inconsistencies, but there am I the only one that felt like Kevin Dotson? There was always this very odd vibe with the organization and with him. And when he would speak to the media, he almost always put his foot in his mouth. Am I alone when I just got this feeling like these, these things do not mesh. Like it's like oil and water. It just does not mix. Brian, did you ever feel that with Kevin Dotson? Absolutely. I, there was a chip in the, on the shoulder, but not the kind of chip that takes the team in a better direction. It's kind of, uh, it it almost seemed like a divisive. Now, I was a big fan of Kevin Dotson and I will say that I I will say that uh, the Kevin Dotson experience was not bad for this team. That was actually a good run with this team. It was a successful run on both sides, but now they've upgraded. They upgraded from the situation that they had. The guy started every game. You got greatness out of Kevin Dotson in some games. And then you got, a guy that could uh, was going to get flags. He got 12 flags last year and he, he would get hotheaded. You never knew when he could cost you because he would go off and uh, you know, aggressiveness is great, but when it becomes aggression, it hurts the team. And when you're making comments like that, it doesn't signal a cohesive unit. So it, it's something that, that I kind of notice that it, it doesn't hurt them because they really didn't have plans for them. So it, it kind of builds them up, but you know, Dave's right when he says, you know, the depth is, is completely different, but the biggest problem for Steeler nation now is they don't have any scapegoats with Dotson or green. They don't have the guy. There's always a guy you, you want to rail on. You've got a well, more still there. for now. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, and, yeah. And hopefully not. But you know, hopefully he's not that bad. But they always seem to have a guy they've they've I don't want to say pick on, but a guy that they're like, oh, but this guy sucks. Yeah. Well, but fifty-two other guys are yeah. doing well. Oh, but- we'll, we'll we'll be talking about that enough probably in about four weeks. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> still someone will emerge. There's, hey, there's still an <laughs> offensive coordinator, mind you. Let's keep oh, that yes. in mind in terms but, of scapegoating. But but yeah. I will, just to, uh, to kind of close the book on this, if you don't mind, Jeff. I, I mean, unless you had more to say as well, is. We're talking about with Kevin Dotson, oh, was he a better player than the two guys that they that they end up that we didn't know were going to make the roster that emerged and now made the roster. We're talking about two players at a very specific position, guard, having to be out in order for this to be an issue. Yeah. So, and then we're not even sure what the answer is. That's a good place to be. I think it also speaks to Nate Herbig. Like no one brought him up yet. I mean, the fact that they are confident enough, not only in the health of his shoulder, but his capabilities when he is healthy and able to play that they felt that Kevin Dotson was now expendable. Kendra green is in his own little realm. But other than that, like Dotson, 
like you said, could still be a valuable piece of the puzzle. So, all right, this has been a great discussion. We have a lot more to talk about. I want to mention before we go to a quick break, I want to mention that we at fans for sports network, you've heard it on all of our podcasts so far this week, all the breaking news, the live shows that are live streamed. You've also heard it on our audio only shows. It's all about this giveaway. Now look, you're Steelers fans. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening. You want to go to the week one game against San Francisco at Acrisure? Yes. You want to go for free? Yes. You want to have awesome freaking seats that up value up to $5,000? Yes. Okay. Then you want to enter the contest, right? So all you have to do is go to contest.fansforsports.com, enter the appropriate information, email, follow a podcast. Boom. You're done. You're in. That's it. $5,000. I had someone say to me on Twitter, well, Jeff, you can go to the game for cheaper than that. That's not the point. The point is you could go and get the best seats available. 50-yard line right behind the bench. That's where you could be sitting. Four tickets. You could go. All you have to do is go to contest.fansforsports.com. I'd love for a Steeler fan to, to win this. I'd love to have them on one of our podcasts to talk about it. If you're watching live on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, it is scrolling across the bottom of the screen as I speak. So contest.fansforsports.com. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. If you're watching live on live stream, we're not going anywhere. Otherwise, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. Time for the second half of the show. You know, it's crazy. I want to talk to you all a little bit about week one. We're not going to preview it too much. That's what we'll do next week. But I, I do start to find my mind tilting towards that first real game. And I got to talk about Nick Bosa. Now, the last I checked, I wrote the article for SteelCurtainNetwork.com. Make sure you check out that website. Uh, we're very proud of it. Great content, I feel. Um, it's growing. We'll put it that way. SteelCurtainNetwork.com. I wrote the article about how it's being reported that the two sides are pretty close. This reminds me of TJ Watt uh, back, what was it, three years ago in Buffalo? Two years ago. Two years um, ago. Two years ago, yeah. When it was... Up until that week, I remember I was on a late vacation, and that's when he signed the contract, and it was it was great. How big of a deal is this for you in terms of Nick Bosa playing in week one? Brian, we'll start with you. It's different, though, because Nick Bosa, if I'm not mistaken, is not at the facility, and right. TJ Watt there. was the entire time. They were talking uh, – the 49ers, was it John Lynch that was talking, or was it Shanahan that said – you know, the uh, man, it, the deadline's coming for him to play week one. And I think that was about seven to 10 days ago. So, yeah, I almost think that uh, I don't know whether they are going to throw him into the mix if he comes in on Thursday of next week. You know, if that happens, that it, it is a big deal because you will be seeing some action. Uh, doesn't matter who's at left tackle. Are they going to, uh, if it's been more junior, if it's uh, Broderick Jones getting some action there too, you know, not facing Joey Bosa, excuse me, Nick Bosa is a huge deal. Dave, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, this is no longer the nameless gray faces. This is the regular season. This is game planning. This is all those things. And this is somebody, I mean, wasn't he defensive player of the year last year yes i think he was i mean this is the equivalent now as what not having tj watt was for the steelers last year when he was injured you're talking about that type of player now 49ers also added a pretty nice player on the defensive line not the same position and one javon hargrave the steelers are quite familiar with the game plan's got to be different whether he plays or not so you, you have to assume he's playing. And then if he isn't, then that just allows you to do more things. But yeah, this is a big deal. And if it continues to go on, maybe he's able to play, but maybe not quite as much as he would have otherwise. Because like Brian said, he hasn't even been at the facility. I, I'm, it's not like he's sitting at home on his couch eating bonbons. You know, he, I'm sure he's still continuing to do football workouts, but he's not with this team. And it's that, it's just that, that, that whole big thing. So, uh, yeah, right. The, the Steelers got a player off the 49ers practice squad. Uh, I wish I could ask him a question. Cause I would say, Hey, how was the feel around the facility with no Bosa? Did, did, did people talk about it? Did, things like that. Um, and get, and, and kind of have an idea what that was because, 
to me, when you're talking about that level of a player, it does make a difference. And to think that it doesn't would, you know, you, Coach Tallman, you ask him about it next Tuesday and he's going to downplay it. You know, he's going to say how great he is, but then he's going to downplay the importance of it and all that other stuff in the coach speak. It's a big difference if he plays or not. I think back to when TJ Watt, he, like Brian mentioned, it was a great point. TJ Watt did the hold in, showed up, didn't miss a day of camp. He did all the individual drills, worked out on the side, no team drills, no preseason games. It was Hey, they Watt told the uh, Steelers, here's my plan. That's what I'm doing. They respected it. They had the negotiations. They finally got a deal done. And even TJ Watt said, now he was still impactful in that Buffalo game. He was still really good. But he even talked about how he was not in game shape. He was not physically ready. I remember watching that game and th- seeing him on the sideline more, getting water, oxygen, just taking a knee, trying to get himself ready. So even if Nick Bosa does, and I expect him to be there, just so we're clear, I expect a deal to get done. He'll probably become the highest paid defender in the NFL, uh, the highest paid edge rusher, you name it, it'll be him. And he'll play and he'll probably play well. But will he be able to play the full allotment of snaps? I would say no. I don't think he will. So can he still have an impact on the game? Absolutely. He's a really good football player. But if the Steelers have one thing going for him, other than him not playing, it would be that he can't play to the same capabilities as he would when he's gone through a full training camp, a full preseason, he's in peak physical condition, all that good stuff. So, Brian, I want to ask you about the offense of the San Francisco 49ers. What scares you the most about the offense of the San Francisco 49ers? What doesn't scare me about the offense of the uh, the 49ers because they used to have guys that would when they had Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson and those guys and they were still dangerous. Now you have guys running around like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, and that's I mean this is a very good offense. I mean they have all these stars on defense. That's uh, you know to wrap up the Bosa thing real quick. You know, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't play, they go from a 98 on defense to a 97. You know, I mean, th- that's just they're that good on offense. This is such a good offense. A guy like I, I still don't know how good Brock Purdy is, but I know that Brock Purdy is has the weapons around that he doesn't have to be a a superman back there he just has to be a clark kent that knows what he has around him knows i mean he's more like batman with because batman has weapons so you know i i really think that uh we're so excited about this team the steelers team but we've got to realize that the 49ers are probably a preseason super bowl favorite again but I'm going to go back to this. Even though a lot of guys scare me on offense for this team and on defense for this team, what happened? Super Bowl favorites the last two years, and Mike Tomlin had a whole nine months to prepare for this team. And he, no, not many coaches do better in opening week against tough opponents like Mike Tomlin does. Good point. Dave, what about you? What about this San Francisco offense might give you a little bit of pause when facing the Steelers defense? Well, to me, the first and foremost is the is the versatility of their biggest weapon, which is Christian McCaffrey. That's that's the number one thing that that you're concerned about. Now, it, it's going to be really interesting because this offense, everything in the NFL is quarterback driven. We know this. We just understand that's the that's the way the game is uh, and it's get going that way even more. This is either going to be total brilliance or a total blunder when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, particularly their offense. You dra- drafted all that dra- uh, all that first round draft picks or whatever to, to move up and then draft Trey Lance. And now you ship him off because you are handing the reins over to Mr. Irrelevant from the next season. 
Now, could it be that they just they they knew what they were doing and they happened to get that diamond in the rough? Sure. But have you really seen that much from Brock Purdy to be certain that he is the guy that you're not that, that you were you were done without really seeing much from that third pick overall from two years ago? That's a pretty big gamble by Shanahan and Lynch. That, that that's really going to going to pay out. And I know that there are people and people I'm sure that Jeff will even have um, coming up to talk about the 49ers between now and the game that has already spoken to me from where I had them on my show this summer. That is, that is concerned that, wow, they really are putting all their eggs in this basket. And there's, did they really see that much more from more? Was it really that much more of a sample size for Brock Purdy than it was from Trey Lance? To, to know for sure these things. So I'm 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 somewhat cautious when it comes to the quarterback. And then therefore you've got other weapons. What is it? Samuel Ayuk, um Kittle. Is that the main guys? Am I missing anyone? Because I'm still trying to remember who's That's I'm it. just going by last year. I can't remember who's gone and who's not, right? McCaffrey. And McCaffrey. He's like he's like two yeah. weapons because of his ability yeah. to catch the football. But with all those things, like you saw in the in the NFC Championship game last year, without a quarterback, those other things kind of go away because they literally didn't have a quarterback in the NFC Championship game um, uh, when McCaffrey's out there trying to do stuff and Brock Birdie, Purdy, you can't throw and everything else. I mean, it, it brought about the rule change coming back with the third quarterback. So you, you saw how you really do need those. So I'm... I would love, I would love nothing more than for September 10th, 2023 to be the beginning of the end of the Brock Purdy experiment because that's what Pittsburgh could have happened. Nothing against Brock Purdy. I just want to see Pittsburgh doing what they need to do in order to make that start happen. I agree. Now let's ask one more question before we get to trivia. Brian, how important is it that this game is played in Pittsburgh and it's a season opener. And the last time we had a season opener, Antonio Brown kicked a Browns punter square in the face. So how important is that? I think it's important, but I, I don't think that it uh, changes anything really when they start playing the game. Because if you're prepared, you're prepared. Like Dave said, they're not nameless gray faces. These are the San Francisco 49ers coming in. There's a lot of excitement. You you know that uh, this team will be hyped because they are at home. But once that game starts, it's real. And we have seen, I now I know this has been years, but we have seen the Steelers, you know, when they were expected to be very good teams in 1994 and 1997, welcome Dallas in opening day and get trounced each time but they ended up they ended up in AFC championships both those years so when it comes to opening day at home you know you could lose at home and you can have you can have a bad first week but do not go ahead and pigeonhole a team that's 0 and 1 cuz the Steelers have done well in their history starting out 0 and 1 as well okay brian before i throw it to dave i'm gonna ask dave the same question as a season ticket holder it's a little bit different you're in charge they go to you you're you're mike tomlin coach week one san francisco Acrisure stadium who's getting announced offense or defense what are you Ooh. choosing Ooh. <laughs> wow <laughs> I... <laughs> well oh. the... The great thing about it <laughs> is you've got a primetime game the next week, too. So you think about that. And I was going to say offense because of the Kenny Pickett factor. Because I, I would think they'd want to bring Kenny Pickett out um, to that crowd. But since they have a primetime game the next week, I almost think maybe they want to bring it. I, I think it comes down to how they want Kenny Pickett to be received. And I'm almost thinking I just changed my answer because I think they might want to bring Kenny Pickett out against the Browns on primetime before Monday night football, because sometimes you see, you see those introductions a little bit 
uh, the end of the introductions on ESPN, you know, when they're throwing it to the stadium, they're ending primetime or whatever, or the, whatever their pregame show is called. Um, and you see him coming out and, and the fans going crazy. So I think it's going to be defense now, but when you said that I was thinking offense, 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 but I think it all comes down to Kenny Pickett. Okay. Dave first, you're a season ticket holder. Let's ask you the question I asked Brian first, which is how important is it for this game to be at home? And it's a home opener for the first time in a long time. Well, I mean, this is, this is arguably the best team on your schedule. If you think about it, Mm -hmm. the Steelers have three games against teams that were in conference championship games last year. This is one of those three and the other one's a, a division team. So you're a lot more familiar with them. They haven't played the 49ers at home in eight years, that was actually a home opener. That was actually one I was there uh, because that was my first ever game as a season ticket holder. And it was a glorious thing. Uh, 40 something, 42, 43 to 16, something like that. It, it was great. So, your game. yes, it was 15 tackles. Yep. Um, I think obviously, anytime you have the chance, you would much rather be at home. But when you're talking about opposite ends of the country, then it comes into play even more. I think whether it's the 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 opener or not, I think rather than have to travel to San Francisco and have San Francisco travel to you, that's that's the more determining factor rather than it even being week one. All right, Coach Tomlin, we got to choose you having the you announcing the offense or the defense in week one. Well, you got to kind of go and look at it as what's your overall philosophy with this game? Is this a game that you feel like you have to score X number of points to win? Or is this a game that you feel like you have to hold your opponent under X number of points to win? Because you, you know, I know you're saying it's probably both. Yeah. But really your overall feeling for it, to me, it's the defensive side that I see this more, more, it's just, I would be shocked if this game was a shootout based on the two defenses. Therefore, I'm going to announce my defense. I'm going to go with, excuse me, I'm going to go with the defense as well. You're talking, man, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, all those players, Minka, and star power. Yeah, you're going to get that for sure. Defense, defense, defense is my opinion. Then, like Brian said on Monday Night Football, it's the offense. Let's get Snowman. He gave us $5. Thank you very much. He said, hello, Steeler Nation. Will Mike Tomlin get a contract extension this year or next year? Uh, I'll answer the first part that he won't get one this year because I I don't think they're going to do a negotiation prior to week one. They don't do contracts. I don't think even coaches during the season. Uh, Nonetheless, do you all think after the season he'll get an extension? Brian, what do you think? I do, and I don't think he cares about an extension for he came out and said, I do not care about an extension. And I think if anybody feels like he is in a position to not care about it, then I think it's Mike Tomlin because he's as safe as safe can be right now at this juncture. Dave, what do you think? Well, I'll be a hundred percent off. If it's going to be this season, it would have to be in my opinion tomorrow. Because this is the little bit of a downtime while the players get a, get a little bit of time away to come back. I'm pretty sure they're practicing on Monday as that bonus day. Um, so I don't know unless it would be happening over the weekend. I really don't think that's either side is focused on that right now at all. So I think not this year. I think there is a very good chance next year. Um, I, I would say, I don't know, 80 to 85% chance next year. Okay. You can put a percentage. I think it happens for sure yeah. next year. Let's give him a two-year extension. Okay. Gentlemen, do you both have co- trivia tonight? Yeah, I have a, I have a quickie. Sure. Go for it. All right. So we talked about practice squads and there was, a, this is actually a two-parter back in the uh, late eighties, early nineties, the practice squad was called something different and I'm not looking for the answer taxi squad. I'm looking for a different term for this actual practice team, practice squad. Do you know what they were called? What's sad is I've read this before and I can't, and where it's not taxi squad, it was, it was something else. And now I'm just struggling to remember what it was. 
I have no clue. I've seen this before. I just can't recall it. Yeah, Dave, you're going to kick yourself. Developmental squad. Yes, that's what they called it. And developmental squad. There was a gentleman on the de- developmental squad that came in as a defensive lineman and then ended up as an offensive lineman. He became a pro bowler and he's also a hall of famer, but not in the sport of football. Who is that? When, what era was this in? This was the, uh, this was the eighties and nineties. Okay. Because if you take away the, the, the hall of famer thing, you just described Villanueva. <laughs> Because he came as a defensive lineman, left his offensive line, was a pro bowler. Um, well, I don't consider I don't consider him an offense. Oh yeah, I do. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, well, he was originally a tight end on uh, I, I think on the uh, Philadelphia squad, and then he went to defense. But mm-hmm. um, no, so yeah, he's a Hall of Famer in another sport, but it is not it is not him. Hmm. Defensive line to offensive line on the on the developmental squad. All right, I have to admit, I think about where I'm from. I looked at the super chat and saw a name right above it. I'm like, oh, that's got to be it. It's got to be Hasselberg, right? Where am I from? Yeah, Johnstown, (laughs) Pennsylvania, six-time NCAA champion. Got to give credit to Thomas Riley. I usually don't look at the live chat during trivia, but we had a super chat, and therefore I I saw the name. because Oh, Bob Yeager had it in there, too. The late Carlton Hasselrig. Yeah, Um, because it was wrestling where he's Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, six-time NCAA champion, uh, heavyweight champion, and the reason a six-time is, and I'm sure... Wasn't it a D1, D2 thing? If you won D2, and he won as a sophomore, um, junior, and a senior... You got bumped up to D1. And just like the Mel Blunt role, the the uh Heinz Ward role, there was there's a Carlton Hasselrig role, and you cannot be a D2 wrestler in now in the D1 tournament because it wasn't fair because he won six times. It wasn't I'm sorry, it wasn't fair as I do air quotes. Uh I think if you're in D2 and you win that, you it's fair to get an entry in D1. Not now they just enter the transfer portal. <laughs> Nah. Hey, let's get this super chat up here before Dave does his trivia. Isaac Aguilar gives us $5, longtime listener of the show. He said, sorry, I'm late. Can we start over again? LOL. Steelers season is upon us, gentlemen. Here we go. That is right. Yeah, It is finally here. We've been waiting a very long time. Can, can I say something to Isaac? Sure. Go ahead. Da- go where you download your favorite podcasts right after this show. And you will get an opportunity to download this, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, Stitcher. You can go ahead and hear this over again. So, Isaac, there you go. You can start over on your own. Yeah. And even on YouTube. Um, Okay. I I was trying not to say that. I know what you're saying. And he knows it, too. Anyways. Dave, you have trivia. I know that. Go for it. I do. And uh, I'm going with a very similar topic to one Brian Anthony Davis, but I am not going back nearly as far where we're talking about the developmental squad. I'm going to ask you this. This one, this one, a two-parter. The first part is, I think, quite easy. The second part is quite a challenge. So I'm going to give Jeff first crack at the first one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the Steelers are not quite done signing their 16-man practice squad. They they did it in stages last year as well. Maybe it's an Omar Khan thing. I don't know. But when you look at those first 16 players signed to the practice squad, both this year, last year, any year, last year there were two players signed to that practice squad that are now on the Steelers' 53-man roster this year. Who are they? Could you say that again? There were two players initially signed to the Steelers practice squad that this year are on the Steelers 53 man roster. Elijah Riley. Elijah Riley. That's was where I was going. Um, I'm going to go. Could I jump in? Yeah. Don't yeah, you can. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go McFarland. 
Yeah, it was Anthony McFarland was on the practice squad all last year. Okay. Because Benny Snell was was the number was the number three guy. He was activated for a game or two, I think. McFarland yeah, was activated one yeah. game because Jalen people think it was because Najee Harris was injured. No, Najee Harris started that game against Indy. It was Jalen Warren that was out. And then Harris got hurt during that game, and it was Snell and McFarland. Yeah. Yeah. So that was so two players that made the practice squad last year to, to start that then made the 53-man roster this year. So it, it it does happen where you can then move up. There are another five players off of the practice squad last year that started on the practice squad last year, very first uh, edition of it, that were with the Steelers this offseason. Can you name any of those other five players from last year's initial practice squad that were still with the Steelers in training camp? I'll give you. I'll even give you another hint. I didn't say on the fifty-three man roster, but two of them are technically still with the Steelers. Okay, so who's hurt? Um, somebody could it be somebody that's hurt? I guess is what he's trying to say here, and I'm trying to think who was. But there are other ones that you can think of otherwise. Mm. Mika Fitzpatrick. On the practice squad? I just... <laughs> I, I'm just messing around. I mean, I, I just wonder I if you can name anybody like... that was still with the Steelers in training camp this year. Because there were seven of the 16. We already named the two that are on the 53. So, And I will but... tell you this. None of them are on the practice squad this year. Is Cody White one? Cody White is one yeah, of them. There's sense. one. I thought that might be one you would get. I should have known Cody White too. Um, I I'm out. I'm drawing blanks. Yeah. Okay. I I said five. It might have been six. I, I'll have to I'll have to look and see. Um, so Cody White. You had two offensive linemen. Ryan McCullum and William Dunkel were both mm. with the with the Steelers and that's okay. Then you had Cody White. Then you had two players that are currently on IR in Chappelle Russell and Rennell Wren. Ah, okay. Remember, Rennell Wren, he got put on IR during OTAs. And then there was another one I'm looking at. Uh, so that was Two, I'm I missing someone. Uh, not no, it wasn't Hamilka. Uh, sorry, he says we will see that. Um, was uh, Jason Huntley was with this, was with the Steelers during the offseason this year as a run back, wasn't he? At least, yes. like <laughs> early, yeah. early on, early on, and then was yeah, and th then ended up in Indy and then he got cut again and yeah. ended up, but he started else. off with the Steelers at the very beginning, so he was one of the first ones cut, wasn't he? Yeah, all right. So yeah, so it's so there was a little bit of rollover. I mean, sometimes you just want to turn that practice squad spot into a futures contract at the end of the year to then be back with the team in training camp to show more what you can do. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, let's throw it over to Brian for some final thoughts. All right. My final thoughts are this. We had an amazing preseason as fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We, there's a lot to be excited about, and the question is, are the Steelers is the Steelers roster better than a week ago? And then you're going to hear a great show tomorrow with Jeff Hartman on Let's Ride, talking about you know you know expectations for this team, or are they too lofty? And when you think about all of those things, remember, and I, I already said it in this show just not too long ago, but the the way this season starts out for the Pittsburgh Steelers could be boom it could be bust but when you're facing a defense like they're going to face don't throw in SOS just yet and when i when i'm saying SOS it's not save our ship it's not it's not it's save excuse me it's same old steelers you know sure there's going to be momentum but when this game comes around, you know, I don't want there to be a letdown and I don't want 
the thought that, okay, let's bail out right now because they just weren't ready. They teased us. Because I think it's a different vibe in Pittsburgh, and we are going to find that out. If they lose this game, and and I'm, I'm just saying if, I'm not picking for them or against them yet. I don't know where I'm going to go. But all I'm going to say is you're going to see a more polished team than what you saw in wins the last two opening games. Very good. Good stuff. Dave, final thoughts. Okay, final thoughts. There's a lot you can say about this upcoming game. And you know what? We're going to say a lot of that next Thursday night on the Steelers preview. What I'm going to say now is something that you don't want to miss. Well, first of all, Jeff already said about don't miss the Fans for Sports Network contest. That's not our only contest. Because right here, I have the signed Donnie Shell Hall of Fame football for our survivor contest that we have going on through Steel Curtain Network. That is, you, you know, we're, you do it through Yahoo. We've done it. I think this is our fifth year now that, that, we're, that we'll be doing this contest. Sorry, I'm trying to make sure the ball is not going to fall off on me. Um, I'm actually putting a link directly into it or, or directly to it in the live chat right now, wherever you are. Oh, and now this time it won't let me do it. It let me do it on Tuesday night. We'll see if it does or not. Some of them, it, I think it went through on some, but maybe not on others. Uh, I'll see what I can do. If not, all you have to do is go to steelcurtainnetwork.com. There's an article somewhat towards the top. We might even bump it up a little bit more towards the top here this evening. Uh, there's a picture of Donnie Shell. It's the contest going. You can click on, and and it's fun, and you'll see how long you last. If it if it gives you a thing, tells you it's full, don't worry. We'll be getting another one going on because we're going we're gonna to keep this going all the way up until the 1 o'clock kickoff on September 10th for you to enter for that. So that's just a lot of fun and just something that we like to talk about. So I want to make sure that we didn't miss that. Man, there's a lot going on with the Steelers shaping this roster. I Like I said at the beginning of the show, bring on that bonus practice on Monday. Bring on Tomlin Tuesday. Bring on the first injury report of the year on Wednesday. And then that's when it's going to really feel like we're getting into the real deal of Pittsburgh Steelers football. I love it. I love it. Love the Survivor League, the contest that fans for Sports Network's putting out there. Make sure you all get your hands on, or at least put a ticket in, so to speak, on the football and the tickets. Don't uh, don't miss out on that. But great show. Next week, we'll actually be previewing a regular season game, and real regular season games will be happening at the same time as that will be the same night that the NFL kicks off between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. So make sure you join us next Thursday. For another Steelers preview podcast. In the meantime, Dave, why don't you send us out like you always do? Hey. We'll see you next Thursday. Everybody else gets a little tight.